Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Today is July 8th, 2022, and our first story. In shocking news, former Prime Minister of Japan Shinzo Abe has been assassinated, and the media is criticizing the former popular Prime Minister. In our next story, the Wisconsin Supreme Court has ruled ballot drop boxes illegal, with massive implications for what this means for the 2020 election. And in our last story, Joe Biden issues an insane gaffe accidentally reading teleprompter instructions. The media and the White House try to defend this by gaslighting, but it's not going to work. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Last night, we got word. Shinzo Abe, the longest serving and best known former prime minister of Japan, was assassinated. A man using a makeshift shotgun of sorts shot him in the back in a cowardly assassination. Mr. Abe was extremely popular and uh, he was a friend of the United States. He was a friend to Donald Trump. He was a nationalist and he was an adversary to China. So I can only really say from my perspective, not being an expert on uh, Abe himself, It's been a crazy week, hasn't it? It's been a very, very crazy week. And it seems like the liberal world order, the global order, whatever they want to call it, is it's seriously collapsing. And this is just another story in this crazy news cycle. It's sad. There's a lot to talk about. There's political things to talk about. Uh, I'm not going to I'm just going to come out and put it right there in the beginning. You know, Donald Trump has already issued a statement. Joe Biden hasn't. As far as I can tell, I, the White House has issued a statement, but nothing from Biden. Other world leaders have uh, issued statements. I can only assume it's because Joe Biden is asleep. And I, I mean that quite literally. Donald Trump, of course, is up late at night watching Fox News. So he saw the breaking news. The media already tried smearing the assassinated world leader. It's, 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 it's insane. You got the, uh, uh, this, this uh, terrorist leader. Washington Post calls him an austere scholar. Shinzo Abe, they called him a divisive ultranationalist. Even though he was uh, remarkably popular, and uh, you have to wonder why that is. NPR, actually, I think they deleted like two tweets because uh, that was just rather disrespectful. It's crazy, isn't it? Something's backwards and broken. I want to give you the news first before we get into the politics of it, because this is a major global incident. This is history. It's been a crazy month, hasn't it? The past several weeks, the overturning of Roe v. Wade was one of the biggest stories of our generation, if not the biggest. We just had the Georgia Guidestones blown up, which may be not the most important thing to most people, but it's hugely symbolic. We've got farmers in the Netherlands being shot at by police. Farmers. And now this. The Daily Mail reports, ex-Navy gunman who killed Shinzo Abe out of frustration 
had an arsenal of homemade explosives and guns. Japan's ex-prime minister bled to death after being blasted in the heart and the neck. The man who shot and killed former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, I'm sorry, Shinzo Abe, today had an arsenal of homemade pistols and explosives stored in his home. Abe, 67, and Japan's longest-serving prime minister, was shot around 11:30 a.m. in the city of Nara as he gave a campaign speech ahead of elections on Sunday. He was rushed to hospital with wounds to his heart and neck and died from massive blood loss shortly after 5 p.m. Gunman Tetsuya Yamagami, 41, shot Abe twice with a homemade shotgun made out of two pieces of pipe attached to a wood board with a grip and electronic firing mechanism fitted underneath. It is not clear what kind of ammunition or gunpowder he used. But detectives raiding his home say they found several possible explosives and taken them away to be disposed of. Yamagami has also told police he manufactured multiple handguns, which are otherwise illegal to own in Japan. It is not known how exactly Yamagami learned to make weapons or explosives, but he's a veteran of the country's defense forces, having served in the Navy between 2002 and 2005. He has admitted to the shooting, telling police he wanted to kill Abe because he was frustrated with the former leader, though insists the grudge was not related to his politics. That makes absolutely no sense. He didn't know him. He was frustrated and disappointed or whatever, but it wasn't political. That's meaningless. Mr. Abe was a towering figure in Japanese politics, serving two terms from 2006 to 2007. And then again from 2012 until poor health forced him to resign in 2020. He remained hugely influential within the Liberal Democratic Party even after office and was in Nara to support the local candidate ahead of Sunday's ballot. Current Prime Minister Fumio Kishida called the shooting an attack on the foundation of democracy, describing it as heinous, barbaric and malicious and absolutely unforgivable. Quote, I would like to use the most extreme words available to condemn this act, he said, and uh, absolutely dishonorable and cowardly to shoot a man in the back. Pathetic. But, you know, in all reality, in all seriousness, any any assassination attempt is cowardly and pathetic. There was a moment I remember when uh, Donald Trump was giving a speech and a man was uh, uh, tried to steal a gun from a, uh, it was from a, from a deputy. It's crazy, man. Well, let's jump over to uh, Joe Biden, POTUS on Twitter to see what he has to say. Oh, there's nothing here. Joe Biden's latest tweet. It was my honor to welcome some extraordinary Americans to the White House today and to honor each of them with our nation's highest civilian award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Congratulations, Megan Rapinoe, I guess. But nothing from uh, Joe Biden, the official account on Shinzo Abe. It's remarkable, isn't it? It's pathetic. This is the president that we have. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, eight hours before, uh, eight hours ago, in the early hours of the morning, and just two hours ago, he issued two statements related to the assassination of Abe. Donald Trump says, Eight hours ago, absolutely devastating news that former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe of Japan, a truly great man and leader, has been shot and is in very serious condition. He was a true friend of mine and much more importantly, America. This is a tremendous blow to the wonderful people of Japan who loved and admired him so much. We are all praying for Shinzo and his beautiful family. Two hours ago, really bad news for the world. Former, former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is dead. He was assassinated. His killer was captured and will hopefully be dealt with swiftly and harshly. 
Few people know what a great man and leader Shinzo Abe was, but history will teach them and be kind. He was a unifier like no other. But above all, he was a man who loved and cherished his magnificent country, Japan. Shinzo Abe will be greatly missed. There will never be another like him. President Donald J. Trump. Now, some people have made the jokes about Donald Trump staying up all night, popping Sudafed, watching uh, uh, Fox News reruns. And that's why he was awake for this. But regardless of what your joke is or what you think, Donald Trump came out and issued that statement to his friend. And it is shocking. Well, we don't appear to have anything from Joe Biden, but we do have a statement from uh, the U.S., uh, I believe, uh, envoy, ambassador. U.S. saddened and shocked by shooting of Japan's former premier, Abe, envoy says. Japan's, uh, this is from uh, U.S. ambassador Rahm Emanuel. Abe-san has been an outstanding leader of Japan and unwavering ally of the United States, Emanuel said in a statement. The U.S. government and American people are praying for the well-being of Abe-san, his family, and the people of Japan. Well, now we know that uh, Shinzo Abe has passed. And it just feels just so uh, sad. I'm not going to say it's disrespectful. It's sad that the president, Joe Biden, could not come out and issue a statement in a timely manner. Could nobody wake him up and tell him something truly dramatic has just occurred? I guess not. But it's worse still. Jerry Dunleavy on Twitter deleted a tweet from NPR. They said, former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, a divisive arch conservative and one of his nation's most powerful and influential figures has died after being shot during a campaign speech Friday in Western Japan, hospital officials said. Yeah, they deleted it. We have this tweet. Ariel Davidson on Twitter from the Claremont Institute, I believe, uh, and Hoover Institute. NPR referring to Japan's most popular prime minister, who won his elections by large margins as divisive, indicates the inability of media outlets to genuinely report any longer. Everything is a mural for their projection. So pathetic and so sad. And apparently it came from the Associated Press. The National uh, Post, of course, a Canadian outlet, just carrying the AP's reporting, says former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, a divisive arch-conservative and one of his nation's most powerful and influential figures, has died. They don't report the news. They regurgitate it. It's crazy. Let's talk politics. I mean, already we mentioned Joe Biden. Where is he? It's just absolutely insane. We need a president who can be alert, who can be woken up, and, and someone can say, listen, a powerful leader was just killed. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not Joe Biden. This is the story. Homemade gun used to kill Japan's ex-prime minister Shinzo Abe. That's the reality of it. The Democrats want to ban guns. Japan banned guns, didn't stop anything. Granted, a homemade double barrel is very different from a 30-round AR-15. Let's not play games. But let's go to Illinois, this crazy individual. Illinois has an assault weapons ban, didn't do anything. Illinois has a red flag law, 
did not do anything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It did do something. When that crazy man climbed up on that rooftop, the assault weapons ban did something. The red flag laws did something. It prevented law-abiding citizens from being able to stop him. Now, I'll be honest with you. You really don't want to be firing upwards. So if there's somebody on a roof, you've got potential collateral damage if you're firing a weapon up at someone. But those laws do stop law-abiding citizens from defending themselves. In this instance, in Japan, gun laws did nothing. And in my opinion, a good guy with a gun could have done nothing. That's the reality. This guy used a homemade double barrel. Not difficult. It's scary that people can just make these things. Pipe shotguns, you see them on YouTube, really easy to make. But in this instance, it was an ambush. It was a cowardly and pathetic attack. Somebody who was there with a weapon couldn't have stopped this. Security could have. But I suppose the issue is because they've banned guns, they didn't have the same degree of security they should have, thinking something like this could not happen. And that, to me, is insane. This idea that the former prime minister would just be safe there because they have these gun laws. That's what you need to understand. That's crazy to me. It's been a crazy past week. You know, and I suppose the joke is that they fired up the Large Hadron Collider and then here we go, baby. But I think the reality is we need to have a conversation about a couple of things. The liberal world order is imploding. It's absolutely imploding. From South China Morning uh, Post. Shinzo Abe, a political titan who shaped Japan's policies on China, defense, and economy. His eight-year stint as Japan's prime minister was the longest uninterrupted tenure for a post-war leader, and his influence in ruling the LDP continued even after he stepped down. Abe helped to reinvigorate the Quad, a bloc that aims to counter China's rising influence, and led the revival of the CPTPP after the U.S. left. He's a powerful leader who is strengthening Japan. With his backing, his successor, Yoshihide Suga, took over as prime minister, a feat which could, own, could otherwise not have been possible as Suga, who belonged to no faction, could not have garnered enough votes to win the LDP presidency and premiership. What I find important here is that China greatly benefits. There's a story I got to talk about. Maybe go into greater detail um, at 4 p.m. in my other segments. Joe Biden appears to be working at the behest of China, exporting our strategic oil reserves to China, at least a portion of them. Last December, Abe warned that it would be suicidal for Beijing to attack Taiwan amid rising tensions in the region, making it clear that Taiwan, Japan, and the U.S. must strengthen their capabilities and work together to counter security threats. China is absolutely celebrating this. This is where things get scary. For China to invade Taiwan, they need to destroy any opposition, strike at the heart of the leadership of Japan. Now, Abe was no longer prime minister, but he was massively influential. And so there's another story. It says, can post-Abe Japan leave China's shadow to lead Asia? China's greatly benefiting from this. They're probably celebrating. It looks like the liberal world order is faltering. Now, here, let me explain this. This is this is good for these these corrupt elites. It's good for the global agenda. But when things like this happen out in the open, like the death of Epstein, 
the death of Shinzo Abe, farmers being shot at, the implosion, uh, explosion, sorry, of the Georgia Guidestones followed by their destruction. It shows you that all of this is happening out in the open. Regular people can see it. And that makes it impossible to rule from the shadows. It's been, it's been, it's been just so crazy this past month. The overturning of Roe v. Wade, just terrible for the liberal economic order. Oh, it used to be a conspiracy theory, but now they just come out and say it. The Democratic establishment, the uniparty, the media, they're falling apart. Why? Perhaps because those who, who created it have passed. Those who inherited it are passing and have no idea how to maintain it. And their children who seek to inherit the liberal world order, as they call it, they just have no idea what's going on and how to do anything. And so it's all just falling apart, for better or for worse. There's some bad news. I mean, look, the liberal economic order, what was it? The liberal world order, what was it? The United States and its allies invaded countries, put military bases all over the world, created the U.S. world police, blew up children, and ruled with an iron fist. Well, maybe an iron fist isn't the right way to, 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 to uh, ruled with a, I don't know, golden grin is a better way to put it. Offering debt to countries, you give us control and we'll fund development in your nation. You'll get McDonald's, you'll get Starbucks and Rhodes, do as you're told. Some countries said, you betcha, and they took that paycheck and they condemned their citizens to the boot of the liberal economic order. Some countries said no. And, well, their world leaders were assassinated. And some countries directly opposed the liberal economic order, and they got invaded. Now, whether or not it's all interrelated, I don't know. I'm not a psychic, nor do I know all the secrets of classified information. What I know is that it's falling apart. The election of Donald Trump was a, was a, was a, was a major strike at the heart of the liberal economic order. And I think it's because you have people like Hillary Clinton. It's her turn. No, it wasn't. And she should not have run. I don't think Donald Trump could have won if it was anyone other than Hillary Clinton. Seriously. Donald Trump won by, I think, 88,000 votes spread across three states. That was it. Hillary Clinton was pathetic and didn't know what she was doing. And she's just despised by everyone. They probably could have run Joe Biden in 2016, and he probably would have beat Trump. I mean, he beat Trump in 2020. There were a lot of factors at play in how Joe Biden won. Time magazine called it the shadow campaign. Call it whatever you want. But I think Joe Biden is also a sign that the liberal economic order is failing. It's collapsing. The man has no idea what he's doing. He's asleep at the wheel. Where's his statement? It's, it's shocking. Are we, are we really going to sit here and wait? Come on, at least get an intern to put out a statement. But no, no, they couldn't even do that. And there you go. Donald Trump was able to because what his inner circle, his advisors, his people, they're on top of the ball. They're on top of the game. They, they got their eyes on the ball. Eyes on the prize. We'll go with that one. Joe Biden, where is he? Seriously. It's all just crumbling down around us. Now, I'm sure people like Bannon and uh, America First nas uh, nationalist populists celebrating that's Control is being returned to the U.S., but I'll point this out. Thucydides' trap, as we like to refer to it, as, it, as it's called. China is a rising economic power, and 
The U.S. is the dominant economic power, so we fear a war with China. The liberal world order's design was to prevent World War III. And without that, I'm not convinced they've actually prevented World War III. I think they're actually driving us towards it because they're psychotic authoritarian zealots and they don't realize how much people despise them and how much it's creating conflict. But there's an internal Thucydides trap. And that's what I'm worried about. There is a rising cultural force in the Trump MAGA candidates in the populist movement, be it left or right. Then there's the establishment. And the populist movement is rising up and will soon displace the establishment. Will they go quietly into that good night? I really don't think so. I think these individuals in the establishment will do everything in their power to crush those who would seek to displace them. Now they're trying, but they're losing. And I think eventually they'll just crumble completely. We're in that conflict. Maybe it'll be a hardcore full-scale civil war. I don't know. But it will be something similar to what we're seeing now. Censorship, bannings, subpoenas, contempt of Congress, the January 6th hearing. They're losing and they know it. And I don't think there's anything they can do to stop it. I think they can thrash about. They can burn down the house all around them and condemn us to misery and say, if we can't have it, no one can. But in the end, we take the reins. You know, Tucker Carlson's widely popular. The mainstream media has almost no support. I believe the uh, um, confidence in the establishment uh, television media is 7%. In newspapers, it's 11%. But among us, the independent personalities, the new media, the Daily Wire, trust is massively high. Meritocracy works and people are standing up and they're voting with their dollars. Hunter Biden is trending, the son of the president, the crackhead. That's it. People like Joe Biden may have inherited the liberal world or liberal world order, but their children can't handle it. That's what they say. Wealth lasts three generations. And here we are. Hunter Biden, you think he can he can stand up to inherit the liberal world order, the crackhead drug addict? Look, I feel for him for being an addict. But this is what's next in line for the liberal world order. It's done. The CERN Large Hadron Collider fired up, and this past week has been nuts, hasn't it? So we will see if they can maintain coming into November. I have to imagine that people like you, people like me, we've been woken up uh, for a reason. We started paying attention. People started sharing the memes, and we started watching. And people started waking up to the reality of what was going on around them. The establishment left tries their hardest to brainwash, even trying to convince their, their followers that we are the brainwashers. Yet we disagree on everything, don't we? Trump supporters can't stop but insult me. Posting on uh, Patriots.win all day. Now oh, they liked that I had Carrie Lake on, but boy, could, they could just not stop ragging on me. But good, I respect it. Absolutely. And that's the point. The fact that you can go to Patriots.win and they would call me a cock and all these other names shows that we aren't the cult and we aren't the brainwashed ones. We disagree with each other, but we agree on certain principles. We agree on certain individuals to help us while kind of ragging on each other. On the left, you certainly have the populist left who hates the Democrats. And there's a similarity there. But they believed Jesse Smollett. They believed the Covington fake news. They believed the Trayvon Martin fake news. They believed the Ahmed Arbery fake news. They believed the Russiagate fake news. And that's all I need to say. When you look at all of those stories that turn out to be lies and they keep believing it, you know who the cult really is. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. 
Become a member at TimCast.com to support our work, and I'll see you all there. Major breaking news. The Washington Post reports ballot drop boxes not allowed in Wisconsin state Supreme Court rules. And this goes back to 2020. When 500, more than 500 ballot drop boxes were in place across Wisconsin, Republicans had argued that it was a violation of state law, yet they were allowed. Democrats greatly benefited from unmanned election uh, ballot drop boxes. Republicans said, you can't do this. It was ignored. Now we're learning it is illegal in Wisconsin. Now, I'm not sure how much it matters, this declaration, because it was along party lines. Four to three ruling. The liberal judges saying they're allowed. The conservatives saying they're not allowed. My friends, we're in a civil war. It's just not, um, it's not kinetic yet. It's political pressures and manipulation. And when you have courts that are overtly one faction or the other, this is what you are going to see. If the court was four to three Democrat Republican, you'd get the inverse ruling. And the Democrats would come out and just be like, see, look, we won. This is why I think the system is just completely broken. I will say, first and foremost, the one thing you need to do is make sure you go out and you vote. Vote in the midterms, vote in your primaries, and bring three of your friends. Because the only way you bypass things like this is with a massive tsunami. But let me read for you this story. And then I'd like to take you back in time. And I want to talk about two states that have fallen. In Wisconsin, un- unmanned uh, ballot drop boxes are illegal, meaning they were illegal back then too. In Pennsylvania, the courts are now, have, have now ruled that mail-in voting was unconstitutional. Remaining in place for now, 2.5 million votes unconstitutional. This is going to gut this country. But let's read this first story. Let's break it down. WAPO reports, a divided Wisconsin Supreme Court barred the use of most ballot drop boxes on Friday and ruled voters could not give their completed absentee ballots to others to return on their behalf, a practice that some conservatives disparage as ballot harvesting. It's a ruling feared by voting rights proponents who said ahead of time such a decision would make it harder for voters, particularly those with disabilities, to return their absentee ballots. I'm going to stop you right now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, let me read this one more sentence. Many Republicans hoped for a ruling they said would help prevent someone from casting a ballot in the name of someone else. And I can hear the left coming out and say, there's no evidence of widespread fraud, so Republicans are wrong. Well, Bill Barr said there was some fraud, just not that much, but it happens. 2,000 mules raises many, many questions, questions that need to be answered. But I don't care. The fact is, there's also not that high a percentage of people with disabilities. There is no reason to, to break the law. Wisconsin law says you can't do this. How was it even up for question? 
They say the 4-3 ruling came a month before the state's August 9th primaries, when voters will narrow the fields for governor and U.S. senator. Both contests in this battleground state are being closely watched nationally. For years, ballot drop boxes were used without controversy across Wisconsin. Election clerks greatly expanded their use in 2020 during the coronavirus pandemic as absentee voting hit unprecedented levels. By the time the presidential election, more than 500 ballot drop boxes were in place across Wisconsin. Some Republicans balked at their use, pointing to a state law that says an absentee ballot must be mailed by the elector or delivered in person to the municipal clerk issuing the ballot or ballots. So if it was so blatantly illegal, how is it allowed? The state's high court on Friday ruled that means voters themselves must return absentee ballots and cannot use drop boxes. The key phrase is in person. All right. In 2020, Republicans filed a lawsuit in Pennsylvania arguing that mail-in voting was unconstitutional. A lower court agreed. They said that those filing the suit would likely win on the merits. When the lawsuit reached the Supreme Court, it was rejected on standing. They outright said, the court, you Republicans are too late. It's too late. And that's insane. The courts should not be partisan. A court should not look to a person and say, instead of taking your your argument, we're going to say you're a Republican, so you get out. Crazy days indeed. I want to show you the the, the data, but I want to start by saying this. The latest information would not have given Trump the victory. Sorry, Trump still would not have won. If we look at the results from the 2020 presidential election, Donald Trump had 232 electoral votes to Biden's 306. If Trump were to have won both Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, he would still be short with 262 electoral votes. Joe Biden still would have won. Trump would have needed one more state. And you know what? Nevada would not have cut it. Arizona or Georgia. Now, there are questions about rule changes in Arizona and Georgia. Those haven't been answered thus far, so I can only say this. I did. I tweeted something out and then realized I was wrong quickly and, and took it down. If Donald Trump, if, if these rulings in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania stood before the election in 2020, Trump still would not have won. I want to make sure that's clear. The questions of Arizona and Georgia would need to be answered. If they get answered, we'll bring that up. But I still want to point this out. Here's Wisconsin. Trump lost Wisconsin by about 20,000 votes. That's crazy. The New York Times says, vote by mail in Wisconsin helped a liberal candidate upending old theories. Now, this story from the New York Times basically says, they used to think that mail-in voting didn't have a, a, a wasn't an advantage for either party. Now the data shows it's clearly an advantage for the left, for liberals, for Democrats. Again, I want to stress, one by one states are falling in terms of these lawsuits. Okay, we're not there yet. For those that want to argue that Donald Trump should have won were it not for these illegitimate or unconstitutional changes, so far, no. We'll see what happens. Maybe Carrie Lake gets a, gets a, a nominated for the Republican pri- in the Republican primary and then gets elected governor. And then you see an investigation and some rulings. And maybe then you will have the states you need. But the time being, no. I don't like the fraud narrative. I really, really don't. I understand 2,000 mules. But yo, I'll put it this way. 
There are questions about fraud. Yeah, they should be investigated. Yes. Bill Barr said there was fraud. Right. Um, Just not enough to have changed the outcome of the election. And I want to stress this point. When I look at this story, I agree. I know a lot of people on the right, a lot of Trump supporters don't like that. But I think you're wrong. I think the issue here was the rule changes or the shadow campaign. The fact that Republicans and Democrats together changed the rules greatly benefited Joe Biden. I believe that the ballots cast for Joe Biden were real ballots, but the rules were changed in such a way to benefit Joe Biden. This is what needs to be focused on if you want better elections. I'll give you my opinion. My opinion is that it should be harder to vote. It should be harder to vote than it is right now. You should have to get up walk down to the polling place and choose to vote. And that's my bare minimum. I'm not saying we need to even have voter ID. I'm saying you need to get up and go vote. It's crazy. Now, I have no problem with voter ID. I'm mostly in favor of it. Why not? Who doesn't have an ID? It's it's, it's absurd that you can go and vote without proving who you are. I'm not a big fan of IDs in general, but I don't like the idea that people can just show up without proving who they are and just take a name. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. So, so I, I, think, I think voting should be a little bit more difficult. You know, I, I don't like the idea that someone could be sitting in their house doing nothing. And then someone knocks on their door and says, fill that thing out, put it in the mailbox. It's like, dude, if that person didn't care to vote, they shouldn't vote. If someone isn't willing to get, off, get up off their butt for even a few minutes, they shouldn't vote. At the very least, They should have to walk to the mailbox with their own ballot. The New York Times outright stating the left benefits from mail-in voting. This is the point I am trying to drive home to all of the Trump supporters and the conservatives. Please listen. This is how the Democrats win. And you know it. We all know it. I don't care about anything else beyond this. If we can see in Wisconsin, these ballot drop boxes are not allowed and you have to drop your ballot off in person. That's all you need. You know, you got questions about 2000 mules. Fine. That won't happen if you deal with this. So you don't need to even go any further than that. Here's Pennsylvania. An appellate court ruled Friday that Pennsylvania's mail voting law passed in 2019 with bipartisan support is unconstitutional. But it will remain in place as Governor Tom Wolf's administration pursues an appeal to the state Supreme Court. Now, the state Supreme Court, in my opinion, will probably come out and be like, no, no, it's fine. It'll be tough, though. We'll see. In a three to two decision along party lines. Here we go again. The Republican judges, citing extensively from past state Supreme Court rulings, said such a change would need to be made through an amendment to the Pennsylvania Constitution, a lengthy process that would ultimately put the matter before voters. So why not? The high stakes ruling now moves to the state Supreme Court, which is dominated by Democrats. But Bruce Letowitz, a Duquesne Duquesne University professor and a state constitutional expert, said if the high court takes the case, it will be a close legal question. The voting rights advocates excoriated the Commonwealth Court decision Friday. Letowitz said both sides have raised valid arguments, and he doesn't expect the high court, if it accepts the case, to rule along party lines. Generally speaking, the Supreme Court has voted in favor of expanding access. If I had to bet, which I don't, I would bet that they reverse. But it's going to be a close matter. Oh, they're going to reverse because this country is broken. So maybe 
Pennsylvania will crack. We can see here the election results. Donald Trump lost by just about 80,000 votes. That's it. It's a very close race. About 80,000 votes. Take a look at this. Politico reports Democrats returned nearly three times as many mail-in ballots as Republicans in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has received more than 2.5 million mail-in and absentee ballots so far. With the current ruling calling into question 2.5 million mail-in ballots, still no guarantee Trump would have won. But if we go on the surface and say 2.5 million ballots would have been disqualified, okay, but if they didn't allow mail-in voting, how many of these people would have just gone and voted? A large portion. Would that leave a remainder of 80, uh, 80 or so thousand votes for, for uh, Democrats? This is, this, is, this is tough. Trump lost by 80,000. If you eliminate 2.5 million mail-in ballots, I'm not, I'm not sure enough of them would have, would have come out to vote. They say more than 1.6 million were from registered Democrats. 586,000 were from Republicans. Well, okay, 278,000 from independents. So you'd even lose half a million Republican votes. It's hard to say exactly what would have happened, but with a disparity of 1.1 million, I think it's possible Trump could have taken Pennsylvania. Here's what I say. There should be election day, one day as per the Constitution. So everyone should be aiming for that. No longer should we have extensions three day, you know, after election day with counting and all that stuff. You get one day, you vote, you can't, you're done. Boom. That's it. Now, some would argue there's challenges in population expansion. I would argue that just means you need to have the precincts can't handle their votes and it should be done. I think France was able to pull it off with no issue. I think the issue is everybody is just trying to steal power. They're trying to take power. There's a fair argument, though. Let's read the story from uh, 2020. Pennsylvania Supreme Court rejects Republican suit to throw out ballots, arguing that Republicans should have filed sooner. I don't think their party should uh, should, you know, should play into this. They say, quote, unsatisfied with the result of the wager, they would now flip over the table, scattering to the shadows the votes of millions of Pennsylvanians. Justice David Wecht wrote in a statement concurring with a three page order. It is not our role to lend legitimacy to such transparent and untimely efforts to subvert the will of the Pennsylvania voters. Here's the issue. If they filed the lawsuit in advance, then those 2.5 million people could have chosen to vote in person. This would have thrown those votes out. And then what? They would not have gotten their vote. Sorry. So I don't know. I, I think right now we've got to do the best we can. And the best we can is this should be ruled unconstitutional. Mail-in voting for now should be kicked out. The ballot boxes in, in, in Wisconsin should be removed. And then we should take a look at Arizona where, boy, they don't stop fighting. There's a lot going on there. We should have investigations. Give all the Republicans everything they want. Give them their investigations. Otherwise, if we don't have confidence in the election, this country implodes. So I can only say it, it feels to me every day that Democrats want this country to melt, to explode. These people are insane. A bunch of Republicans come out screaming, saying, oh, we don't like this. Okay, give them the investigation. When Donald Trump was accused of being a Russian agent, the Democrats got the investigation. Why aren't the Republicans getting it? Oh, it's because Democrats don't play fair. 
Meanwhile, they claim Republicans don't play fair. I don't even know what Republicans are doing. They're like, Republicans are obstructing us. Oh, here we go. The Democrats wanted universal health care. The Republicans said no, so the Republicans are obstructing. The Democrats want to ban all guns. Republicans said no, so oh, the Republicans are obstructing. When will we ever get Republicans fighting for what uh, Republicans in this country want? Yeah, they don't do it. Now, for the most part, I'm more libertarian. I don't completely agree with a lot of what the Republicans are doing. But we have a lopsided, one-sided political system in this country. Case in point with how the election went. Republicans just cave their sad, sappy, pathetic failed leaders. Man, I wonder what we'll see out of Georgia and Arizona, if anything. Because right now, there's an argument to be made that Pennsylvania, Wisconsin are in question. Arizona is potentially also in question as there's constant infighting over what should and could be done with Arizona. But I don't know, man. I'm going to put it this way. At this point, what's done is done. First, we need to have investigations so that we can figure out why this happened, why any of it happened. We should have inquiries. We're going to need Republicans in the House to file subpoenas. At the end of this, I hope there's a resolution where Democrats and Republicans will just be like, OK, OK, all right, let's 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 keep with it. But if they don't allow Republicans the opportunity to vent, to investigate and to understand, you're going to have no faith in these elections. Now, I'll warn the Republicans. I think Georgia was lost in the, uh, uh, the Senate races because tons of people felt it was pointless and it was a narrow. It was so close. But you had people coming out and saying, oh, fraud. So they're like, OK, screw it. I guess you can't win. That's insane to me. You need to go out and vote. Now, you may have concerns about fraud or unfairness and all that. But I tell you this, the one thing they cannot stop is a red wave. There is no procedural change that stops a tsunami. None. So go out and vote. It's getting close. We got Carrie Lake just on the show last night. I think she's fantastic. She's running in Arizona. I'd love to see her win. And uh, I, don't, I don't know a whole lot about what's going on in Arizona, so it doesn't say much. But I like, I like the things that she stands for, 2A especially. Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. I don't know, man. I think we need to make sure that we're focused on what's happening here. Take a look at what happened in 2020. Uh, 2020. File your lawsuits. Win in the courts. Pennsylvania may ultimately decide that mail-in voting is allowed. And then how do you win, Republicans? What will your strategy be? Mail-in voting heavily favors Democrats, and it's extremely obvious why. Because they can knock on doors, and then someone's sitting there eating Cheetos. They can be like, hey, see that thing you got in the mail? Fill it out right now. And they'll go, I don't want to. Just fill it out right now. Fine. And they'll do it. But for Republicans, you've got to go door to door in rural areas, which could span miles. You go, you drive to one house, knock on the door. You got to drive to another house. Meanwhile, in New York City, they just go knock, 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 knock. It's that easy. Now, Pennsylvania is where it's really important. They're going to get the votes in the urban centers much more easily with mail-in voting than you will be able to get in rural areas. And that means these swing states, they got a major urban advantage. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair that uh, elections just favor people who live in urban settings. You know, that's the way it is. So the Republicans need to get their ground game intact. In they need to start going door to door. They need to start driving around. They need to start uh, telling people to vote. And they need to start spending money in deep blue areas. You cannot just sit back and say, we can't win. So what's the point? You need to plant the seeds of the tree whose shade you know you will never sit beneath.
And then maybe in 20 years, there will be a growing conservative, libertarian or moderate movement in many of these places. But I'll also add this. In Ocasio-Cortez's district, if every Republican voted, she would lose. That's right. If every Republican voted, AOC would lose because it's about a third, a third to uh, a little bit more than a third of the voters are Republican, are conservative, but they don't vote. And it's probably because Republicans don't think they can win. They tell people they can't win. People believe they can't win, so they don't try. Every single Republican needs to vote and you will see safe blue districts flip. If Republicans can muster up zeal among their base, if they can go and convince every single Republican to vote, you would win everything. And don't look at me. I don't know why they don't do it. I don't know why uh, they just don't do it. We hear it over and over again. The GOP won't fund any attempts at pushing their values in blue areas. That's why they're deep blue, because you've given up. I think we're going to see interesting things come out of Arizona, especially with Kerry Lake. I think we're going to see interesting things come out of Georgia, potentially, but we'll see. Looks like Raffensperger and Kemp are going to be staying in. I don't know if you're going to see enough rulings that would actually have an impact on the 2020 results, because Wisconsin and Pennsylvania flipping still would not have given Trump the victory. But it's part of the battle. I think the country is broken. I think it's party line. And that's a scary prospect. But if enough people go out and vote, it will not matter. So make sure come November or whenever your election is, you get out there, you cast your ballot. I'll leave it there. Also, also see what you can do with filing lawsuits to challenge. Do what you can. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It's Friday, so instead of starting off with something too dark, we're going to have a bit of a laugh. Joe Biden finishes reading a sentence from the teleprompter with, quote, end of quote, repeat the line. Joe Biden once again reading the teleprompter verbatim because his brain doesn't work. This is not the first time that Joe Biden has read the prompter verbatim, but here's where it gets so juicy. White House staff and previously the media have tried to defend Joe Biden pulling a Ron Burgundy. Now, perhaps the story is not the most important thing in the world. Joe Biden was talking about an executive order pertaining to abortion rights. So um, we can talk about that, too. There's also some really damning information related to Joe Biden allowing U.S. strategic oil to be exported to China through a company that uh, his son is involved with. We'll get into all the details on that as well. And that's dark stuff. But while this may be silly and it may be funny, there are many, many circumstances where Joe Biden has said nonsense gibberish words and even confused countries or outright alluded to war with other countries. Okay, we got to talk about two things. We need to expose as many people as possible to the insane things that Joe Biden says and break down how the media manipulates you. For those of us that know Joe Biden gaffes, we can point to the video. But then what happens is the White House comes out and says he was saying, end quote, people say that all the time. And he said, let me repeat the line. That's the narrative narrative that goes out through the fact checkers. I will prove that narrative wrong. You see, what happens is it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Those of us who actually listen to the president, be it Trump, and we know the media is lying about what Trump really said, or Biden, and we know the media is lying about what Biden really said, we know. But regular people who only get their news filtered through the lens of the corporate press don't know. Donald Trump was accused of calling white supremacists very fine people. It never happened. In fact, his actual quote was, I am not talking about the white nationalists. They should be condemned totally. That's what he said. But the media lied. And Joe Biden lied. And then Joe Biden said, bad calf care. Turn in a shot of pressure. Next, now recent. He called Syria, Libya. He accidentally alluded to going to war with China. And every time this happens, the media covers it up. That's what we need to expose. We need to show the people who don't believe it, the videos in the full context. Don't believe me? Maybe you're one of these people and you're like, this dude's got to be lying because I saw the news. Trump said all those things. Okay. Let me show you the videos. Let me talk to you about the serious ramifications of Joe Biden's inability to speak properly. And of course, for those of us that just want to find humor and everything, we can have a good laugh at the insanity that is Joe Biden's inability to speak. Well, actually, I should say it's kind of scary and it's kind of sad. It is funny in a certain sense. But when you think about how the president might accidentally call for a military strike in Libya, things are actually kind of scary. Look, I understand there's a lot of issues with Donald Trump. I hear you, man. He may have spoke clearly, but he was kind of a dick in a lot of ways. I mean, look, he called he called Stormy Horseface. Didn't he call Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig or something like that? I don't know. Look, that's inappropriate. I understand it's funny when you're a celebrity or a comedian or you're trying to do shot content, but the president is speaking. So I think it's a fair criticism. I do. And you should also think it's a fair criticism when we say Joe Biden's inability to speak is going to get people hurt. So let's read the news. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work. Click that sign up button in the top right. Become a member. You'll get access to exclusive segments from the TimCast IRL podcast. The new show, Tales from the Inverted World, these episodes are up to an hour long investigating in season two, The Lost Confederate Gold. It's a really expensive show to produce, and we're hoping that many people want to sign up and, uh, and watch the new shows we're launching. So please support our work. We're, we want to turn TimCast into a streaming video on demand service like Disney Plus, like Netflix, like The Daily Wire. We want to create content for regular people. We want to get away from all that political stuff. But of course, TimCast, TimCast News, and, and uh, of course, I'm political and I'm opinionated. Support our work. But don't forget, smash that like button right now. Subscribe to this channel. Hit that little notification bell. Apparently that matters. And share this video everywhere you can. Because this is what's really important. I'm going to break down how the media lies to people. Maybe it's not perfect. Maybe, look, maybe I'm too biased and a lot of people just won't want to watch this, but I'll try. If you, are, if you know people who don't believe it, if you know people who believe the media, show them this video. Because I'm going to walk you through it and break it all down. Of course, I only use NewsGuard certified sources. Here's the video posted by The Daily Wire. Joe Biden finishes reading a sentence from the teleprompter with end of quote, repeat the line. Let's just listen to it. Power. 
It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not. Let me let me just play for you that again. Consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. End of quote. Repeat the line. Those are teleprompter instructions. They're not supposed to be read. This is Joe Biden reading the instructions verbatim. Remember just recently he was holding up that card and it said, you address the audience, you take a seat, you shake their hands. He has cards telling him what to do for whatever reason. But this, I'll tell you what this is really about. Now, when I saw this, I laughed my ass off. It's hilarious. He's pulling a Ron Burgundy. It's not the first time he's done it. But what's really funny is how they're trying to lie. It's not the first time either. In this uh, tweet, Emily Simons, who is the White House assistant press secretary, said, no, he said, let me repeat that line. No, he didn't. Are you nuts? The gaslighting. And now here's why they do it. Because the media, when they pick up the story, they will say conservatives accused Joe Biden of saying thing. White House rejected that saying, no, he said this thing. And people who get their news filtered through the fake media will believe it or at least be confused. Benny Johnson chimed in saying he didn't, though. Why lie? And he made another video showing it over and over again. End of quote. Repeat the line. No, end of quote. Repeat the line. No, end of quote. Repeat the line. End of quote. Repeat the line. Now, now, hold on. Some may try to make an argument that he's just saying, end quote. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll get to that. Here we have Christina Peshaw, the uh, spokesperson for Ron DeSantis, says, everyone can see the video and hear what he said, yet you are lying about it. Do you think 1984 was an instruction manual? I'll repeat this for all of you. The reason why she said this, these people are evil. They don't care what you think. They know you know they're lying. They know you know that they are lying. But there are regular people in this country who don't know, and they will open up USA Today and it will say conservatives accuse Joe Biden of reading prompter instructions. White House says this is wrong. They'll then include her statement saying Joe Biden actually said, let me repeat that line. Clearly, the conservatives are not right, right? Then they'll show it to all your friends who will be like, you're wrong. Sorry, you're crazy. That's what they have been doing. Take a look at this story. From November 23rd, 2021, the New York Post reports, end of quote, Biden's Ron Burgundy moment was part of the script on teleprompter. President Biden appeared to have a Ron Burgundy moment Tuesday while reading a speech about gas prices off a teleprompter, but he, the reference turned out to be part of the script. Biden was compared to the fictional newscaster from the movie Anchorman when he recited the words, end of quote, after referencing a statement from the CEO of Walmart. However, it turns out Biden was actually trying to end the quote and move on to another point. Oh, New York Post, thanks for clarifying for me. And by the way, you may have heard the CEO of Walmart yesterday on the steps we've taken. He said, and I quote, the, com- the combination of private enterprise and government working together has been really successful, Biden said. He went on to say, all the way through the supply chain, there's a lot of innovation. Because of the actions we've taken, things have begun to change. End of quote. Do people routinely say, end of quote, No, they don't. Some people might say, end quote, but typically that is not common in colloquial English these days. But sure, by all means, 
Give Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt, and I will still prove you wrong. First, the New York Post defending Joe Biden. We have this from Newsweek around the same time. Fact check. Did Joe Biden accidentally read teleprompter instruction during his speech? And what do they say? They say it's not true. False. The phrase end of quote was not a teleprompter instruction accidentally read by Biden. It was part of the speech used to bookend the Walmart CEO's remark, which Biden began citing seconds earlier with the phrase to quote the Walmart CEO. That is giving him the benefit of the doubt. Now, okay, in that instance, I could understand you might be like, okay, maybe maybe he was just saying end of quote. Maybe. Why this time did he say repeat the line? Why did he say that? No. Their instructions. You want to know how I can? I, I, I know. First, I, I'll get there. Even Fox News. Biden appeared to read end of quote from teleprompter, but was actually quoting a business leader. So here's all I did. When you pull up Joe Biden's speeches, he doesn't normally say end of quote. Here's one. He says, tomorrow I'll be awarding the highest honor that can be given to a civilian the Presidential Medal of Freedom to our dear friend, Rich Trumka, who fought so damn hard to protect applause for the protection of these pensions. He once said unions, quote, we do America's work. Unions do America's work. Wait, wait, hold on. He didn't say end of quote. How am I supposed to know? Does that mean that everything he said after this is is part of the same quote? Wow. Rich Trumka went on to say this 4th of July, let's remember who is the backstone of this country, backbone. It's you, the American worker. Wait a minute. That was Joe Biden saying that. That's not a quote from Trumka. Why didn't Joe Biden, when he issued a quote, say end of quote? How come so many times that Joe Biden is speaking and quoting, he doesn't say end of quote, except for two times when people noticed, called it out, and then the media tried to deflect. Yo, the dude can't speak. You want to play games? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, from News 18. Joe Biden just described America in a single word. Huh? He was trying to say something like, I spent times in the foothills of Afghanistan or something like that. They got a video of it. Oh, here we go. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foothills. Come on. Is it so hard to believe? Now, look, please listen. I don't care that Joe Biden said, end of quote, repeat the line. So what? It's the media manipulation and lies that we are trying to break through. And now I can show you how they do it. That's the point. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. You ready for this one? I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. True and international effort to pressure. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. True and international effort to pressure. True and international effort to pressure. What does that mean? We've tried to decipher it and tried to break it down for all of you, but to the best of our abilities, we just don't know. True international cooperation under pressure is the best thing I can come up with. Now, as for the he was trying to say it can be summed up in a single word. I was standing the foothills of Afghanistan or something like that. And instead he went, if he said that, can't you believe he said, end of quote, repeat the line as instructions on the prompter? We're not done. 
Biden leaves Michigan rally confused with his latest senior moment as he claims he and Obama believe it's a right to have Batacath care. What? Do we have a, a oh no, we, I don't know if they have it. They have the video here. Joe Biden said Batacath care. I think he said Batacath care. They say Batacath care. Well, there you go. These are uh, NewsGuard certified sources or videos and recordings showing you Joe Biden can't speak. Now, many of you may be saying, Tim, so what if the man can't speak? And I'll say, fine, fine, fine. You don't care that he read the instructions off the prompter. Honestly, I don't care all that much. I think it's silly. But the media lied to you, right? Okay, you still believe the media is telling the truth and they're more right that Joe Biden was actually saying end of quote. And let me repeat that line even after what I've shown you. What about Joe Biden just saying gibberish words? Is that still not enough for you to recognize there's something wrong with this man? Okay, how about this? Biden's latest Taiwan gaffe stokes tension with Beijing. From Forbes, President says U.S. would defend island militarily if attacked. White House says Biden only promised Ukraine like weapons aid. This is what they do. Do you think China did not hear Joe Biden threaten military action against China? They heard it. They heard it loud and clear. And then the White House came to you and said, don't listen to the right wing media. They're lying. Joe Biden simply said he'd he'd provide aid. It was a mistake. You're wrong. Do you think China believes the White House when they say ignore what he said? China probably knows that Joe Biden ain't all with it, but they don't care. They're not stupid. And at the very least, you can argue Biden really did gaff. Do you think China cares? OK, here we go. From the Independent. Stammering Biden confuses Syria and Libya. U.S. President Joe Biden had a senior moment. They call it a senior moment. Oh, geez, that's offensive to seniors, by the way. During a G7 press conference on Sunday, as he repeatedly confused the Middle Eastern country, Syria, with the North African nation, Libya. The 78 year old was speaking about ways of cooperating with Russia ahead of a meeting this week with the country's President Vladimir Putin. We can work together together with Russia, for example, in Libya. Yeah, he said it. Um, we can work together with Russia, for example, uh, in, uh, in Libya. We should be opening up the, 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 the passes to be able to go through and provide, uh, provide uh, um, food assistance and economic assistance, I mean, vital assistance to uh, a population that's in real trouble. I think I'm going to try very much hard to, uh, it, it is, and by the way, there's places where he said Libya instead of Syria. Now, again, you come to me and you say, Tim, so what? So what is this? When he effectively threatens military action against China, that's a real risk of war. When he says Libya instead of Syria, you have to wonder what happens when there's a real military conflict and they say, Mr. President, commander in chief, where shall we engage in the missile strikes? And he goes, hey, Libya. And they go, uh, sir, Libya, Libya, don't you mean I said Libya? And then he come on, man. What happens when Joe Biden gives the wrong country or the wrong origin? It could be anything. This dude is not with it. Now, I want to address some important news. The important news is what was he actually talking about when he gaffed? Because I don't want to just sit here and complain about the media lying to you and Joe Biden being unable to talk. He was talking about something. And here's what they were talking about. 
Biden executive order taps multiple federal agencies to secure abortion protections. Joe Biden will sign an executive order to help safeguard women's access to certain kinds of abortion procedures and contraception just two weeks after the U.S. Supreme Court issued a ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. Quote, President Biden has made clear that the only way to secure a woman's right to choose is for Congress to restore the protections of Roe as federal law. Until then, he has committed to doing everything in his power to defend reproductive rights and protect access to safe and legal abortions. This is what he was talking about when he made that silly gaffe. The gaffe should not overpower the real news that's happening, that Joe Biden is signing an executive order, that this will have a profound impact on this country. But I do think it's important to point out the media lies. And that's why I decided to lead with it. Plus, it's Friday. I thought it'd be more fun to lead with something that's a bit funny. But let's talk about what's not funny. Let's talk about what this president is actually doing when he is of presumable, uh, presumably sound mind. This is a shocking story that should make any one of you, any one of you enraged. From the Washington Free Beacon, mind you, a NewsGuard certified source. Biden sold a million barrels from U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to China-owned gas giant. Yeah, let that one soak in. The Biden admin sold roughly one million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a Chinese state-controlled gas giant that continues to purchase Russian oil, a move the Energy Department said would support American consumers and combat Putin's price hike. Biden's Energy Department in April announced the sale of 950,000 Strategic Petroleum Reserve barrels to Unipec, the trading arm of the China Petrochemical Corporation. That company, which is commonly known as Sinopec, is wholly owned by the Chinese government. The Biden administration claimed the move would address the pain Americans are feeling at the pump and help lower energy costs. More than 5 million barrels of oil released from the U.S. emergency reserves, however, were sent overseas last month, according to a Wednesday Reuters report. At least one shipment of American crude went to China. The Biden admin also claimed the Unipec sale would support American consumers and the global economy in response to Vladimir Putin's war of choice against Ukraine and combat Putin's price hike. But as the war rages on, Unipec has continued to purchase Russian oil. In May, for example, the company significantly increased the number of hired tankers to ship a key crude from eastern Russia, Bloomberg reported. That decision came roughly one month after Unipec said it would purchase no more Russian oil going forward once shipments that have arrived in March and due to arrive in April were fulfilled. The White House did not return a request for comment. Its decision to sell barrels from the, from the country's strategic, strategic petroleum reserve to China, to a Chinese conglomerate, comes as the American public increasingly sours on Biden's energy policies. According to a January Gallup poll, roughly three in four Americans are not satisfied with the federal government's national energy policy, the highest level in roughly two decades. Power the Future founder Daniel Turner admonished Biden for selling raw materials to the communist Chinese for, for them to use as they want. Quote, we were assured Biden was releasing this oil to America so it could be refined for gasoline to drive down prices at the pump. So right off the bat, they're just lying to the American people, Turner told the Washington Free Beacon. What they're saying they did and what they did are not remotely related. Turner also said the decision highlights the Biden's family relationship with China. Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is tied to Sinopec. In 2015, a private equity firm he co-founded bought 1.7, a $1.7 billion stake in Sinopec marketing. Sinopec went on to enter negotiations to purchase Gazprom in March, one month 
after the Biden administration sanctioned the Russian gas giant. Biden campaigned heavily against the oil and gas industry in 2020, promising to end fossil fuel. He went on to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline and implement a moratorium on new gas leases on federal land during his first month in office. Biden's energy secretary, meanwhile, is working with left-wing activists who want to eliminate fossil fuels. And in late October, House Oversight and Reform Committee, Democrats, pushed top oil executives to produce less gas due to climate change. Gas prices have since soared to record highs. In mid-June, the national average for a gallon of gas surpassed $5 for the first time ever. Still, the White House has assured Americans that they need to they need to pay high gas prices to support the liberal world order. What do you say to those families that say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years? CNN anchor, anchor Victor Blackwell asked Biden economic advisor Brian Deese in late June. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm, Deese responded. This story to me was profoundly shocking that Joe Biden had sold part of a, 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 any amount of our oil, our strategic petroleum reserves to China. This country, this company wants to buy out Gazprom. Can you see what's happening? It would seem that powerful U.S. interests are moving their their resources to China. Perhaps the issue is Thucydides trap. The U.S. and global leaders concerned that a third world war could break out due to the fact that China is a rising economic power. And Thucydides trap dictates when a rising power is about to displace the dominant power, war breaks out. This is what you see. Powerful elites are shifting their wealth to China, expecting China to take over and for the U.S. to fall. And it may. Do you think that Joe Biden cares? His approval rating is at a record low. 38 in aggregate. It's the lowest it's ever been. Not the first time it's hit 38, but it's the lowest it's ever been. It ticked upward a little bit. It fell back down. I don't think he cares. His son's on video smoking crack and diddling himself. Joe Biden doesn't speak properly and probably does not care. He's phoning it in. I like the conspiracy theory that after Joe Biden gaffs and babbles, he walks off stage like, and then immediately goes, all right, we got the speech done. Now we got to start moving these resources. I'm going to pull up the bank accounts. You got to move that money fast. We don't have much time. Clear as a crystal that the moment he's out of the spotlight, he sharpens up. It's probably not true. I think the dude's just not all with it. But some people entertain the joke. He knows what he's doing. And Sun Tzu said, when you are strong, appear weak. When you are weak, appear strong. I love it. PolitiFact. Biden's verbal blunders separating the real from the fake. The verbal blunders. They try so, so hard to make it seem like Joe Biden is not broken. Biden's misstatements about numbers, both real and clipped. I'll tell you what I don't like and what is true. Often, people will take a statement from Joe Biden and they will cut out what he says to falsely frame. So I will go back to the acidifier. And I'll play this for you again. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot. Okay. It stops at eight seconds. Because after Joe Biden says, I was in the foothills, he stops and goes, I was in the foothills of Afghanistan or something like that. 
Now, I don't know if they include that in any of these stories. And Kim.com clipped that part out. He didn't show you the full video, and he should, because he did say he could define it as... Joe Biden never corrected Trinidad pressure or Batacaf care or Nexnel Resin. But this one he did. So we know at least what he was trying to say. Now, people do that. I don't like that. You don't need to do that. The dude clearly cannot speak correctly. He reads the prompter verbatim. Recently, we saw a story where Joe Biden was holding a card and the card gave him instructions. Previously, we saw Joe Biden holding a list of journalists with who he was supposed to call on and they were supposed to ask questions that were predetermined. It's, uh, it's all fake, isn't it? It's all one big joke. You guys ever see that movie Watchmen? I'm sorry. Have you ever read the graphic novel Watchmen? I love it. I'm a big fan. In the, uh, in the movie, I like the movie. I like the movie a lot. Um, they changed a little bit. The graphic novel's pretty good. There's a character called the comedian, and he sits down. Uh, he sits down with this villain, and he says, "It's all one big joke, isn't it? One big joke." Spoiler alert: the villain is actually one of the good guys. He's actually a villain, and he's trying to trick people into believing an alien invasion has occurred to stop the Cold War. The fear is that the Soviets and the U.S. will blow each other up. That's how I feel when I see all of this. It's one big joke on the American people. I'll give you an example. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're being told right now that because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, we're going to be facing a global food shortage. They say that... Crop yield will be down by perhaps 40%. Fertilizer exports are gone or, or they're way down because we get it from Russia. And wheat exports out of Ukraine and Russia are sub substantially diminished. Diesel prices are through the roof and thus farmers won't be able to harvest the crops anyway. Scary, isn't it? At the same time that they're telling us this, they're going to farmers in the U.S. and they're paying them not to farm. At the same time in, the, in, in, in Europe... Farmers are being told to stop farming to curb emissions. Well, how does that make sense? Perhaps the issue is we are a pathetic and stupid species. And we're so dumb that in this serious crisis pertaining to a food shortage, you just have bureaucracy getting in the way. And if we are told to cut emissions, well, emergencies be damned, right? The reality is they, they know Anyone could intervene in the Netherlands and say, start farming, guys, because we are not going to have food. Instead, they're like, no, stop. Why? Because it is one big joke being played on the American people, the people of Europe, the people of the world. This is where we're headed, man. You sit and you watch on the TV a man struggle to speak. The White House lies to you. The media lies to you. The New York Post and Fox News lie to you. They don't give you the proper context. They don't do any investigations. They just say, let us translate for this man. Fox News. 
It's one big joke on the American people. Why, why, why are they claiming that Joe Biden says end of quote when he doesn't? When he doesn't say it. He just read that prompter. Because they think you're stupid. Because they gaslight you. And maybe, to be a bit more conspiratorial, the point is some of us should know. You ever see that movie Idiocracy? A lot of people like to bring up Idiocracy. I have to wonder if the reason a show like mine is allowed on YouTube without being banned is because while they gaslight, they do want some people to know the truth. I mean, here's the way I put it. I got chickens. Chickens are great. But chickens are also very dumb. Chickens are smart enough not to drink water that they've crapped into, but they're not smart enough not to crap in their water. It's funny because I think about that and I'm like, maybe humans aren't smart enough for either. Isn't it funny? Humans are not smart enough to avoid crapping in their own water. And then they go and drink their water anyway. So it's kind of like, okay, maybe the chickens are a little bit smarter than us in that respect. But here's my point. If I had 10 chickens and they all kept pooping in the water and I tried to train them to stop and half stopped, but half didn't, which chickens am I going to, uh, am I going to breed? The ones that learn to stop crapping in their water. And that's what I have to wonder about all this. How do you have people like Bill Gates talking about reducing population growth while people like Elon Musk talk about expanding population? You have Elon Musk talking about how rich people typically don't reproduce, don't have kids. And he's the outlier because he has tons of kids. Idiocracy is where we are headed unless we actually address these things. And maybe that's what they are doing. They're eugenicists. Now, personally, I think everyone should just have kids. And we should just hope that diversity of the gene pool carries us properly like it should. The fear, I suppose, is that rich, successful, and smart people don't have kids. Meritocratic individuals don't have kids, and dumb people do. I'm not entirely convinced that's the case. The reality is it's uh, actually not about intelligence. It's about tradition versus progress. Conservatives have kids. Liberals don't. Liberals have some kids, but they mostly don't. And when they have kids, they... So often they'll have an abortion. They're more likely to have abortions. They're more likely to sterilize their own children. So perhaps the future is just going to be conservative, be it stupid or smart. Maybe intelligence isn't the ultimate factor in all of this. Maybe if there are enough people to vote for someone like Joe Biden, one of the stupidest things you could probably do, we are already living in idiocracy. I don't know. I don't. What I do know is the media lies. And if they lie, you can't expect someone to learn and understand. If the media were doing its job and properly informing people and it was honest, we would be in a better place. But I don't just blame the media. I blame the utilitarian Democratic individuals who believe the ends justify the means. So they will put a Joe Biden in front of you who will gaff and lie, and then they will gaslight you and say it never happened. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.